This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's Friday, friends. Welcome into BetQL Daily, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL network. The weekend is so close. You can smell it. It's right around the corner. Chris Mack alongside Jim Rodriguez, Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski will be back on Monday. We've got you covered. We are going to get you prepped for the weekend. Yes, plenty to go through. An NL East preview in the second hour. College basketball bounce backs and building blocks that we may see this weekend in one hour from now as well. And at the top of the third and final hour, We'll talk to our old friend John Martin of BetQLU and the Daily Memphian to talk about some of those college basketball games this weekend. Lightning bets before we wrap up to send you off into the weekend. And uh, in 20 minutes, some early movement already on Major League Baseball win totals. We'll get into that. Uh, Let's see. Geno restructures in Seattle. The Dodgers win the Cactus League opener. And let's... Austin Matthews, goal number 52. He just keeps scoring the NBA second half underway, and we had a lot going on with that, which we'll get to in just one minute. Don't forget to watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and YouTube, search Odyssey Sports. And, of course, you can download us later. Anything you may have missed inside your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, just search and subscribe to BetQL Daily. But, J-Rod, it's just another night in college basketball. Yep. Another home dog rank or home ranked home favorite loses. I mean, at least Arizona loses to a ranked team in Washington State, right. uh, but a wild one at the end. You could tell with probably two or three minutes left in that one that the Wildcats are not covering the twelve and a half point spread. So, with the two, there were only two ranked uh, home teams in action last night: Arizona and Purdue, two big dogs. Uh, Purdue handles Rutgers. They cover the 15-point spread, no problem. But Arizona loses that wild one to Washington State. We'll get into bounce backs and building blocks in an hour. But college hoops, what else do you expect, right? Yeah, I mean, and and but again, this is what I enjoy about college hoops actually more than I do about college football. Because again, if this happens in college football, that's it. Arizona and Purdue, for example, their season is wrecked. They're not going to right. to the final four. They're not going to any sort of, you know, uh, playoff. There, there are no more implications, at least with college basketball. It's a little bit more forgiving. And if anything, these losses are actually good for business. If you're the mm. NCAA, if you're the other teams, if you're a sports investor, because now all of a sudden you think, well, 
Again, Purdue's got a history of this. Arizona, wow, they, they lost. UConn, you finally somebody got them. So now it creates more interest in this stuff. And I think it's great. And again, I think people got to always remember these conference games, especially as we get to the end of February, right as March comes around the corner. These are tough, tough games, home or away. It's almost indifferent. And for Washington State, man, talk about a huge win for them. They're already ranked going into the the Pac-12 tournament. But I think if you're Arizona, again, this is where I've always said, this is where the coaching matters, where you kind of say, okay, listen, that's all right. Listen, it's going to happen. We're going to lose games. How do you bounce back? What do you do the next time around? We saw Purdue pass the test. Granted, Rutgers always helps. That's just what the doctor orders, right? You put them on your schedule after a, after a tough loss and things get well. But I love college basketball for that. You know, and, and again, to me, it creates more excitement. Yeah, and again, an hour from now, some teams looking to bounce back, some teams looking to build off of big wins earlier in the week. We'll talk about those college hoops, bounce backs, and building blocks. I mentioned uh, early MLB win total moves, and we'll get into an NL East preview a little bit later. Dodgers absolutely wrecked the Padres in that Cactus League opener. (laughs) Eight of the first nine batters reach base and score. Joe Musgrove only pitched to like four of those guys, I think, has the old infinity sign in his ERA column. Four more games today, J-Rod, including Cactus League openers for the Royals, the Rangers, the D-backs, and the Rockies, and we get Cubs, White Sox as well. Moving toward what tomorrow will be a jam-packed spring training slate. Um, I saw you. Feet kicked up yesterday. I imagine there was a cigar nearby, maybe, uh, enjoying some Cactus League action. We were all watching that first game between the Dodgers and Padres. Yeah, again, I I, I told my son this, and I was talking to to the guys before we started the show. First day of spring training, Dodgers win 14-1, put an eight spot up in the first inning. Who cares? But at least I would rather win a 14-to-1 game, whether it's March, April, June, July, August, September. I would rather win a 14-to-1 game than lose a 14-to-1 game. But I think I was more impressed with the fact that the Dodger pitching, because a lot of those guys that we saw, especially at the beginning, are guys that are going to be fighting for that fifth starter rotation. Because, again, I think the one thing the Dodgers have that is, as a fan, as an as a better, that's scaring me is, is that starting rotation, for as much money as they spent, that starting rotation is dangerously thin. And yeah. uh, it's good to see the Michael Groves, you know, and, 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 you know, those guys be able to kind of come in and, and do a little work. Again, the first day. But again, I'd rather win 14 to one than lose 14 to one. Oh, sure. I think I think that's something that could probably be said for a lot of rotations of contenders, right? Really good up top, but you get back to the four and five spots and you start to wonder how consistent those spots are going to be. Real quick on the ice, Rangers win their ninth in a row, emphatically so. Uh, Leafs win their sixth in a row, another high-scoring game, 7-3 out in Vegas. I mentioned Austin Matthews gets his 52nd. He's on pace for 76. Nobody has Mm. scored this many goals in the first 60 games of a season, and yes, they've only played 56 Toronto uh, since Yager and Lemieux as Penguins teammates back in 95. Uh, Kings four game winning streak was snapped at home against Nashville. The Islanders are a disaster. They lose their fourth and five. They've now actually lost 15 of their last 21, but Ottawa on the upswing, they upset the stars. They've won two or three and actually cleared six straight unders as well. Before we pivot to the NBA, where we had a bunch of bets last night and how we did last night, I would be remiss 
And I have to notice Gurch has thrown it up on the screen just to quack, smack me in the face with it. That Gonzaga-Portland bet I made last night. It's the only one of mine that didn't hit. The Zags, 21.5-point favorites on the road at Portland. And guess what they win by, J-Rod? 21. 20. Yeah. 21. Yeah. Uh, on the hook, my friend. On, on the, hook. the hook. As Blues Traveler sang, the hook brings you back. And uh, it did. It brought, brought Portland back to a cover, a backdoor cover over Gonzaga. So I lost that one. But as for the NBA plays, and I also lost my stupid Brunson healed parlay. But let's start with that game, J-Rod, because you hit the under there on Knicks Sixers. And the Knicks look like a team that, man, when they get healthy, they are going to be scary. And mm-hmm. and not just like, oh, scary to everyone else in the Eastern Conference but the Celtics, but no, scary to everyone, including the Celtics. Um, they looked really strong. That was a team win last night in Philly. All the old Nova guys going back to Philly, DiVincenzo, Brunson, flexing on them. Um, 110-96 the final, and other than Maxi, nobody really showed up for the Sixers. Yeah, I think what's what's impressive is is you know not not only that they got 110, but that Thibodeau defense grind you into dust, held the Sixers to under 100. I get it. There's no Embiid, but these are the games you got to win. You got to take advantage of when you get the Sixers on your schedule. And for the Knicks, they needed this. They had struggled a little bit. Jalen Brunson, you know, again. They were chanting MVP in Philadelphia for Jalen Brunson. Spike Lee was there wearing some Brunson gear, 21 and 12. Tell you what, we talked about MVPs and Jalen kind of got, you know, he was like the fifth guy we talked about. But all of a sudden, you know, the Knicks, New York, a lot of attention that the Knicks start to move a little bit. But that was a big win because they were a half a game ahead of Philly for the fourth spot in the East. So that was a big Big, big win for the Sixers. And, again, it doesn't get any easier because their next game is against the Celtics. Yeah, and on, on the road in Philly, too, as as you pointed out. Uh, yes, the first half under hit as well as the game under. Yeah, we're, we're with you, Jake. We got you covered. Don't worry. NBA Jake hit last night as well. J-Rod, you called mm-hmm. it magic at the Cavs. The Cavs red hot the last month, month and a half. But the magic come in and absolutely bully them all over the place in Cleveland. 116-109 the final. And they're now an NBA best 36 and 18 against the spread, the Magic. Yeah, we gave you that nugget yesterday because listen, I, I bet it at seven and a half. I had, you know, Orlando started uh, at plus seven and a half on the road. When it, when it went up to eight and a half, I hit it again because why not? Because again, best against the spread. Now, did I expect them to win the game outright? Hell no, but I'll take that as well. Listen, only the third loss for the Cavs in their last 21 games. Maybe it was a letdown after the break. Maybe Orlando came more, you know, prepared and more ready. Listen, Orlando is, I think, hungrier than Cleveland because Orlando's fighting in that play-in game, fighting for that division with the Heat. Um, And I love Orlando. I've been watching a lot of their games this year because I've been big on Bancaro assists, big on Wagner points and rebounds, been watching a lot of them. And this team has got it. I mean, are they going to win the title? No, but they are just a tough, tough, tough out. And again, once again, they covered. So keep hammering the magic, especially if you're getting seven and a half, eight and a half. Yeah. I know Cleveland has, has been great, but once again, this is why I have my doubts about the Cavs. Yeah, it's, it's, 
great call by you yesterday on the Magic. We also hit some other NBA games. We winning record four and two, I think, between J. Rod and I on our Lightning bets. Mavs oh, coverage. And by the way, I, I forgot to mention this. If, if for as much as I'm liking the Magic, maybe we need to start thinking about fading the Cavs a little bit moving mm. forward. Okay? Yeah, this is the this was the fir- this was their first of five games in seven nights and nine games in 14 nights. So it's going to get tough sledding for the Cavs for the next two weeks. So just keep that in your back pocket when you're thinking about fading the Cavs. This is five and seven games, nine and 14 days. Keep that in mind moving forward with the Cavs. Maybe some regression after what we've seen for the last month and a half. Uh, Dallas all over the Suns. They win by 10 after Kevin Durant argues with some fans pregame, but doesn't kick them out of the building. Uh, Durant and Booker combined for 58, but Luka, I mean, 41 points, just one board away from a triple-double. OKC, the Clippers, the Clippers looked like you would expect James Harden to look on his return to OKC. Perhaps he found some old haunts, right? Maybe he was out the night before. Uh, down 14 with about three and a half minutes left. They pull Harden, George, and Kawhi, um, put him on the bench. SGA hits 30 again, 31 last night. Thunder win by 22, so that hit for us. Uh, the Bulls had a great second quarter against the Celtics. If it were just about the second quarter, yay, Bulls. Unfortunately, they play four quarters in the NBA, and the Celtics outscored them 101-73 to in the other three quarters. Derek White with 28, good call by Mark. Oh, he said, felt like a Derek White game. It was Celtics cover their eight and a half and Golden State. This might be the story of the night. If we're not talking about another Jokic triple double, his 16th, just the third in NBA history besides Russ and LeBron to have one against every team in the league and another Sabonis triple double as well. His 19th of the season. Those might be the story this morning, J-Rod, if not for 25 first half points by Steph Curry and the Warriors beating the LeBronless Lakers by 18. Anthony Davis, 27 points and 15 boards, but that's just not enough without LeBron on the floor. Yeah, and, and then you just got to wonder, because LeBron's injury is is the outside of his left ankle, and it's been bugging him for a while. And again, this is nagging. Again, you know, LeBron, for as much as we love him and we marvel at, at, at being able to play at this pace 20 years in the league, that's a lot of beatings, man. And the fact that he didn't take the All-Star game off, he played in the All-Star game, didn't play a lot, but, you know, could have had, could literally have been resting with his foot up for a five for a week, played it, and then he misses the first game back, missed the, the first game before the break. You just got to wonder, you know, outside left ankle, when you're pivoting, when you're moving, that is going to be interesting moving forward. And I think we got no relief in terms of or, or, or any sort of enlightenment about the MVP conversation because everybody who was an MVP candidate showed why. Luka, uh, Joker, Brunson, everybody looked right. good last night. Yeah, Joker uh, getting that triple-double on 10 for 10 from the field. First time in NBA history someone's had at least 15 points, 15 boards, 15 assists on 100% shooting from the floor as the Nuggets beat the Wizards by 20. I mentioned Sabonis and that win over the Spurs. His 19th triple-double. Tyrese Halliburton has a double-double in the Pacers' win over the Pistons. It looks like the Pacers are maybe starting to find their sea legs again after the disruption of... Halliburton's injury and then the deadline and then the all-star break maybe they come out and play a little bit better and we can't we can't skip over the Pels 
New Orleans gets 27 from Zion. They've won eight of their last nine and four in a row, J-Rod. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, the Pels, this is where we need to, this is where I had my doubts. The, 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 remember, Zion hasn't played a full season in a long time. So mm. now these, this last third, could he continue and could he continue to march and the Pelicans at least pass the test the first day back? Baseball, it's here. We, we sat around yesterday afternoon and watched it. Spring training has arrived. But what about those regular season win totals? Some insights from BetMGM on where there have been early moves already on some of these win totals and maybe where you can find some value. We get into that next alongside Jim Rodriguez. I'm Chris Mack. You're locked in on a Friday morning to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Top of the hour here on BetQL Daily. A big weekend of college basketball bounce backs and building blocks on tap. And some of them are facing each other after some outcomes earlier this week. Maybe have people feeling a certain way about their team. Maybe you're a a Creighton alum and you're feeling Mm. pretty good about your Blue Jays after that big Mm. win over UConn. Maybe Mm. you're a Huskies fan and you're going, huh, what now? Maybe we really are vulnerable. Not just those two teams, but a bunch of teams around college basketball looking to bounce back or stack some wins. We'll get into college basketball bounce backs and building blocks at the top of the hour. An hour from now at 1020 Eastern here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, our NL East preview. We'll get into that. And let's start with win totals, though. And don't forget, you can watch us on YouTube, Odyssey Sports, or Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, and interact there as well. What's interesting to me, J-Rod, is we talked all week, right, about how we were going to do the division previews and, well, let's do this division. We did both Western divisions, right? And today will be the – we did the AL East earlier, right? We'll do the NL East today. And we kind of said to each other during one of our little post-show planning meetings, like, "Eh, let's just save the Centrals, and if we get to them, we get to them, right? And in all honesty, as – Un, not uncompelling, because that's not a word. I just made that up. As meh, write that down. as both central, divi- uncompelling. Yeah, just I, I don't know what the Spanish mm-hmm. translation is for that. But I, say, I sang the anthem uncompelling, so it was good. <laughs> they, they have a Spanish translation for everything. I'm sure you can find Absolutely. a word that means uncompelling in Spanish. Um, <laughs> so both of these divisions are just meh, the centrals. But then when we get our sportsbook insights from BetMGM in our email inbox yesterday, and you look at the most volatile line movements on win totals, whether it be the most bet overs, uh, whether it be the biggest declines in win totals, the biggest increases in win totals, what do we see the list littered with? Teams from the central divisions. I mean, we've got the Tigers moving from 79.5 to 81.5. Guardians improved by two as well, 76.5 to 78.5. Let's keep it in that division. The Royals tick up a win to, uh, in the win total market, 72.5 to 73.5. Pirates, I can't imagine the Yasmani Grandal signing is, has a lot to do with this, okay? Can't imagine you're that excited about the Mitch Keller extension. Maybe you are. Uh, the Pirates from 72.5 to 74.5, those are some of the biggest increases. And then the biggest decrease uh, from open to now, also in a central division, the NL Central. And you understand this with the Corbin Burns trade, Brewers dropping from 78.5 to 76.5. But The most bet overs, both in tickets and handle, all in the central divisions. Reds, Pirates, Royals, the three most bet overs. Royals, Pirates, Tigers, the three most bet overs in handle. So here we are 
whether we like it or not, J-Rod, talking about these Central Division teams because there's lots of volatility in those markets. Yeah, I think because the bar is so low. I mean, let's just check with the American League Central, right? One team had a winning record, and that was the Twins who won the division with, what, 87 wins? Not exactly, you know, murderer's row out there. The Twins are the favorites to win the division, but I don't think they've done anything that's to really separate themselves from the rest of the pack. Well, I think other teams like the Royals, the Royals are my sexy pick, right? I, you know, and the fact that it went up a tick, I'm glad I got it at 72 and a half. I like that. I understand this team won 56 games. If it wasn't for the A's last year, the Royals would have been terrible. But the Royals have low-key probably the best player in the american league in bobby witt jr now that otani has gone over to the national league bobby witt jr went 30 and 49 last year first 30 30 guy in royals history came a stolen base shy of 30 homers 50 stolen bases i think the bar is so low in kansas city i I even picked them to win the division listen it could be the race to 80 the first team the wins that gets to 80 gets to go to the playoffs they're all going to be in the hunt for the wild card yes even the white Sox, that second wild card it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a fun division because it's going to be a bad division. And I, I can understand it when it's so low. Sure. I'll throw a couple of shekels on there. I'll throw some pizza and, and pizza and beer money, because again, that's why I picked the A's at over 56 and a half. You think they're going right. to just run into some wins. Uh, but I think Kansas city, in, in my case, I think they're actually going to be pretty good. AL central. Yeah, I, I, and if you use that as AL a bar, central, AL good. central. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good. Uh, yeah, she's a Milwaukee 10. She's a New York 6. Um, sorry, right. friends in Milwaukee. I apologize. I I love you all very dearly. But I've heard other people say something like that. That's how that right. went. Um, right. Really, I, I don't know about the White Sox, but I mean, literally, nine teams out of the 10 teams in these two central divisions could be in it down until the final week. Because, sure. again, due to the balanced schedule, they're you know nobody's going to get dragged to the bottom by the rest of the division they're all going to get beat up by everybody else i would imagine and so like you said get to 82 wins and i think a, nine of these 10 teams are capable of getting to 78 wins they're capable of 78 wins you get to that number that means you're going to be within shouting distance of Five, not just your division yeah. lead yeah not just your division lead, but probably within shouting distance of a wild card as well, right down until the bitter end. So I do understand some of those flyers, some of that movement that you mentioned uh, on like the Guardians and the Pirates, the Royals, that you, you laid out a good case for them as well. I understand the two-win decline on the Brewers' win total. Again, because of the Burns trade, what it does to their rotation, that lineup is what? It's, it's Yelich and Hoskins. Um, and Hoskins, what's he going to look like? Um, and so I, I do understand some of these most bet overs being on the Reds, the Reds at just 82 and a half given Ellie De La Cruz and another year of development, everything going on in Cincy. Um, and so that, that does make sense to me when you put it that way, when you talk about, Hey, I mean, if it's 72 and a half, 73 and a half, 74 and a half, why don't I take a flyer on one of these? Central Division teams. Um, I will say some of them- one argument, though. Now that Cleveland, mm-hmm. now that the Guardians have moved up to 78 and a half, I would now take the under on that. Because I, I, listen, 
Terry Francona is no longer there. He has retired, right. new manager. There's no offense there. Other than Jose Ramirez, there is no uh, – and by the way, I love my Latin people, but Jose Ramirez is a generic name, and he's like a generic superstar. There is nobody there other than Jose Ramirez, you know what I mean? The pitching staff, eh, new manager. What I mean, Terry Francona kind of has that Eric Spolstra, kind of wills your, your, your team into – Guardians are as generic as generic beer, man. So 78 and a half, I may just jump on that under because I don't think they're going to get to 78. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, if Josh Naylor has a decent year at the plate, gives Ramirez a little cover in the lineup maybe, but still, that's that's what we're talking about in the middle of that order. That's there, There's not a lot there. So, I yeah, 78.5 might be a little tight for the Guardians. 78.5, um, I think, is just in general when we're talking about these teams, whether they're in the Central or outside the Central in either league, that are borderline wildcard contenders. Like, for example, the Marlins at 78 and a half are one of the most bet unders. Um, when you get to 78 and a half on, you mentioned the Guardians, you know, I don't think the Pirates will get there, but if they got there, um, the Marlins, that's where I start to hit the pause button. Like you said, and go, whoa, 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 wait, wait, let's reanalyze this thing. 72 and a half, 73 and a half, 74 and a half. It's a whole lot different than 78 and a half. Now you're telling me that this team is going to be no worse than what, five, six games under 500. And that for a team like the Marlins, who again, we'll get into the NL East in a little less than an hour. I see a whole lot more landmines and potholes on the way to that number than I do, you know, checkpoints that I think they can clear. Yeah. 78 wins is. Kind of when you start getting in, that's a little bit of the high grass now, right? That's a, that's a little bit of the tall grass. 78 wins. Now you're flirting with 500. Now that is now get got you maybe within four, five games of that second wild card where you're like a, a good winning streak away from, from getting there. That's really what separates like the mediocre generic teams to maybe this team could do it. So 78 to me is a very important number when you come down to win uh, win totals. That's where you start to think to yourself, you see a team that's got 78 or higher wins. That's a team that could, could make a run at a postseason, especially with that second wild card. So now you have to think to yourself, does that team have the tools over 162 games to get in there? So this brings us back around at 78 and a half to a discussion about a team that is one of the most bet unders as well. And I'm not sure if they should be the Red Sox. I don't know what I think. I mean, look, there's, there's a chance that everything in the rotation that they're kind of rolling the dice on hits, right? Giolito looks like himself again, Pavetta, Bayo. I, I, I really like Bayo. Uh, for what he looked like at times last year, Cutter Crawford at the back of that rotation as well. There's a chance that now in that division, again, balanced schedule, even being, you know, considered for in that division, 
I think it's going to be tough for them to hit more than 82, 83 wins, but 78 and a half feels like an achievable number. I, I'm, that's not computing for me, J-Rod, as to why they're one of the most fed unders other than just pessimistic Red Sox fans going, eh, this ain't their year. Yeah, well, unfortunately for the Red Sox, and and it's proven this to be the case, it's either last or you win the World Series. That's kind of how it's right. been for them the last, you know, four or five years. I, I think for them is it's a very questionable pitching staff, very questionable offense. You've got their best player questioning management, talking about what we need to make some moves. We need to, you know, make some deals. You know, Alex Verdugo, who left Boston, didn't exactly leave on the best terms. I think they they kind of, they're kind of almost like a rudderless ship. They don't know where they're at. But again, the balance schedule, I think, helps Boston to get to that 78-79 win because you're not playing 19 with the Yankees. You're not playing 19 with the Orioles. You're not playing 19 with the Rays. You're only playing 13. So now you get six more games that could, you know, you, you know, you and I'm not, I don't want to take shots, but now you got six games against, you know, get three games against the White Sox. You got three games against the Pirates. Make games that could be more winnable than having to face right. the, the, the Yankees and Orioles so many times. And let's bring it all the way back around to the darling, right? I feel like they'll be the BetQL Daily darlings for the year. And really, for most baseball bettors, I would think most of the year, one of the teams we're going to watch most closely, the Baltimore Orioles. They are one of the most bet unders, at least as far as handle goes, according to BetMGM Insights, at 90 and a half. It's also the biggest increase of any win total from the open of the market to today, from 87.5 to 90.5. Again, much like we talked about the Corbin Burns trade, dropping the Brewers total by two wins, that does a lot for the Orioles' win total, rising by three wins. We talked about the Orioles last week. Jake is a big Orioles fan. I like the Orioles, J-Rod. I really do. It's interesting to me that pushing it three wins in that win total market and people are still hammering the under. They're still on the un- I don't know if we'll see even more under come in. If that under, if the bulk of it came in before, I would have to think it after it got pushed to 90 and a half. This is, this is I think, going to be the most interesting team to watch in Major League Baseball this year. The Baltimore. Yeah, and especially now they've had some injuries, right? You know, they, they've lost two fifths of their starting rotation john means may be done for the whole season uh bradish they're hoping it's not tommy john but he's got all the signs of tommy john they're hoping rest take a month off maybe he'll be okay i think that's sort of and the fact that it jumped up to 90 maybe that's more of a of a, a liability by the books to try to get some of that back for all the people that jumped uh, like me that jumped on the over when it was 87 mm-hmm. and a half, mm-hmm. maybe trying to get some, some of that money back. If all of a sudden they fall apart, listen, this team went over a hundred games last year. Okay. This team's really good. This team should win the division again. I think they should clear 91, even with their injury problems uh, to their starting pitching, just because they have so much offensive talent on that team, but it definitely does give you pause. And that feels like it's more of a, of a correction for liability by the books. And I get burned by it. Cause I thought 87 and a half was a bit low. Yeah, eighty and but to to watch three wins. Granted, that's a big move for win total. Um, to watch that happen and then watch so much under come in. Again, a volatile market, 
um, on the Baltimore Orioles, which you would think would be a team that most people are pretty aligned on, right? It, it's going to be something to watch, especially with the rotation injuries that you mentioned. That lineup, though, especially at the top, Henderson and Rushman, um, there's going to be Santander for that matter. Um, there's going to be some production there. I, they're fun. I, they're I, fun I, and they're I, young, they're, which, is, which is going to be great. What else do you want from baseball, right? It's summertime, right. young team out great there on the park. field having fun, beating the Yankees and Red Sox. Everyone can get together on that, right? Hey, my daughter my daughter lives in Baltimore, so I make at least a couple trips a year up there to, to see her and to in see a the great ballpark. ballpark. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, bounce backs and building blocks in college basketball. A big weekend for both coming up at the top of the hour, and we'll dive into the NL East, our preview of that coming up in 40 minutes. But coming up next, we've got problems with pants. And not just in Major League Baseball. We'll explain next on BetQL Daily. 20 minutes from now, we talk college hoops. Big weekend ahead. Bounce backs and building blocks for teams that either had big wins earlier this week or painful losses that they'd like to recover from. Alongside J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez, I'm Chris Mack, and you are locked into BetQL Daily right here live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world. We're on your Odyssey app. Download it today and take us with you, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And then get everything as a podcast later in case you miss it. Wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe to BetQL Daily. Or inside that Odyssey app, just rewind to anything in the last 72 hours. Our good friend John Martin of the Daily Memphian and 92.9 ESPN in Memphis joins us in the third hour, also the co-host of BetQLU, to talk more college hoops as well. Our NL East preview is just about 40 minutes away. And the NFL offseason continues. It's a little quiet right now, but we would suspect with the Combine and Indy next week that things will start to heat up. We'll play a GTFO or, oh yeah, uh, NFL offseason edition one hour from now. But there are problems with pants, (laughs) J-Rod. We had the problem with the new jerseys, right? The jersey tops, right? The, The numbers look weird. The letters look weird. The fabric is strange. They just look... Well, for lack of a better way to put it, cheap, right? Like, it, right. it looks That's like right. something, you know, my, my grandma got from the discount bin at Kmart. Well, now the pants are becoming a problem as well because they're see-through. And I don't mean like, oh, I can kind of see the silhouette of a wrinkle of a shirt oh, no. that's been tucked in. I mean like, dude, I've seen less revealing stuff on OnlyFans. There, these things are like tissue paper. Don't ask why I'm on OnlyFans. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I just research. Never mind. Research. On to the pants. On to the pants. Um, like this is bad, and guys can't. Guys are still wearing old pants from last year, so that they don't have to wear these ones. But this Nike uniform debacle this year is a mess, and they've got look. They've got a little more than a month to figure it out before the regular season, but they better figure it out. Listen, I'm going to make a public service announcement and, and, and a plea from all of America. Maybe not all of America, but the only ball bag I want to see is in the dugout. Okay? Those pants need to stop. I mean, you can see right through those things. We, you know, we're definitely going to know who the leaders in the clubhouse are. 
I mean, but we've seen this literally before. Remember when the NFL went to Nike pants like like almost yeah. a decade ago and those big ass, literally big ass offensive linemen, you could see right through those things. Nobody needs to see that with their wings and chippies, no. okay? Remember when the NBA went to Nike jerseys and they were literally sh- ripping? You know, yeah. there's a great shot of LeBron with the Cavs driving to the lane and the number are split how does this happen i get it you know you, you want to make cheaper things so you can maximize profits but what was wrong with the uniforms to begin with was there any sort of mass you know pitch clock timing dh the uniform the uniforms are fine and the uniforms look so tiny like they like everybody looks like they're wearing a schmedium now i've been known <laughs> to wear a schmedium in my day but but the 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 actual piping, the actual like like script on, on the Dodger jersey is smaller. The iconic red number is smaller. The last name. Yeah. Everything just looks off about it. And this is not get off my lawn guy. They are terrible. And no, now I can see, is... I can see, I can see the count in their pants. I can see balls <laughs> and strikes. No, I don't want to see balls and strikes. <laughs> how many? Back to you, Mac. How many? How many? How many ball puns did you work in there in that rant? At least three that I counted, I think. I would say um, two. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be in Sheboygan on Friday. <laughs> I'll be at Chuckles in Fort Wayne next Tuesday. Um, but, like, you can, you can literally, like, I'm looking at a picture of Liam Hendricks, right? And you can read, so you tuck your shirt into your pants, obviously. That's how this works in baseball. You can see the tag that's on the lower left-hand side of his jersey through his pants. You can read the tag through his pants. That's how thin they are. I don't know, like, how does this kind of stuff not get vetted better before it's handed out to major league players at spring training? I, I don't know, like... Certain wardrobe malfunctions can be explained. Like, let's say you're going to go to the gym after work, right? And you're in a hurry. You're a busy guy, young man on the go, right? Maybe your name's Mario Mm. and you produce Mm. a show for the BetQL network. And you're busy this week because you're doing your shows on the weekend, but then you're filling in on the weekly show and you're going to the gym, right? You got to get a lift in. You got to get a pump in um, after the show. And you forget to pack gym shorts. I can see that, right? You're a you're a busy guy on the go. Lots happening in your life. You forget shorts and you go to work out in whatever you, you wore to work. That's a wardrobe malfunction I can understand. These jerseys are a disaster. By the way, that wasn't a hypothetical I just painted. That's something that actually happened to Mario yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mario, you went to the gym in what I guess were like, 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 like comfortable golf pants, right? I thought you wore some slacks. Uh, yeah, comf- yeah, it was like slacks, slacks. comfortable golf pants. Uh, we forgot to pack the shorts, like Max said, so we had to go in the pants. Very hot. It was very, very hot. Got really, really sweaty, which didn't help because I couldn't oh. shower because, once again, didn't have pants. So that was uh, a very, very tough one. Got a couple of looks from, you know, the Jim Hardos. Shout out to those guys. You don't need a backpack to bring to every station you work out at. 
Uh, but yeah, I was getting some weird looks. It was also leg day, so that didn't help. So I had to get a little oh, flexible, little movement in the pants, which uh, got a little worrisome at some moments. Well, look, it's a judgment free zone. What's more of a full bog, guys? Slacks or jeans at the gym? Oh, jeans. You can't go jeans. You can't, you go, can't go slacks either. What are we I, talking dude, about here? I think you well, can't yeah, go jeans. Uh, see, here's, With a here's nice the nice crease down the middle here. A nice crease <laughs> down the quads and then cuffed at the bottom. Perfect. Well, that, yeah, you got that's a definitely the gym. That's definitely as bad as jeans. Definitely. If you're if you've got slacks, slacks are in the way worse. Like we're talking about well, rip factor. We're talking about rip factor. Yeah. Like you're not On ripping a pair day. of jeans. You're not. You don't have to worry about that. But slacks. I mean, you're going right through them. What are we talking about no, here? But you literally can't do certain lifts in jeans, like especially on leg no, day. Like Mario brother, I've seen it. No, I've I've seen it. You can wait, make it wait, work. Wait, wait, wait. You've seen what? I've I've seen dudes work out in jeans and like make it work. Like I've seen I've seen dudes in the gym in like old stonewashed like light blue jeans in the gym just getting their squats in. I've seen it and like credit to them. You know, especially because there's like they're like forty five year old dudes, and I'm like, yeah, dudes rock. I've also seen like dudes mine and Mario's age do it. Cringe, can't do it because they're like skinny jeans then, and you're trying to like be cool or different. And no, that's cringe. But if you're like over the age of forty and you're working out in jeans, that's awesome. Dudes rock. <laughs> but what I about running? This though, Mac, that's you're, where, you're, yeah, you're a gizzer, right? You're, you're a Pittsburgh guy, and and one of my good yeah. buddies is a Pittsburgh guy. If you're gonna if you're gonna rock non-workout stuff, you got to get some jorts going, right? You got to get some jorts out there at the gym, yes. right? Judgment-free zone, look. man. Come on, get those jorts going. Spending, and if they're little, if they're cuffed right around the quads, yeah. oh my man! Spending <laughs> most of my Pantera life in Western Pennsylvania. Out. Yeah, I I can tell you, I have seen jorts attract only the finest uh, of the opposite gender. <laughs> Um, women here in Pittsburgh, not all of them, but some are drawn to a fine pair of jorts, like moth to a flame, like Chris Mack to a bad college basketball bet. They just can't resist. Um, and they just chase it. No. Um, but yeah, I I've seen my fair share of jorts. I I need to go back to Mario's pants. Were these, you say they were comfortable golf pants. What kind of fabric are we talking about? Like, were they, were they literally creased down the middle of the leg? They, I mean, they had like a little bit of a crease, but not too much. But the problem oh, was geez. like they were really thick. Like they were really, really thick. I, I tried to go for the run after, which was one terrible after doing leg day. I cramped up, and I was that yeah, guy. You, like, yeah, what are you doing? Off the treadmill. That's, yeah, that's that's just on that part's on you at that point. What are we doing here? Because yeah. you got to run out the lactic acid. Sure don't in your legs, so you don't get uh, <laughs> sore. So and how on, did that you, go you were... for you, crampy? <laughs> it didn't go well. <laughs> Old yeah, Crampy in the Carhartts over there doing back squats. Look at him. <laughs> you, you had like yeah. work, like legit work pants on. No, I would have just skipped I, the gym. Yeah, well, you can't skip the gym because then you skip the gym. You, and the also the bad part to happen was like the AirPods died. So like, oh, I didn't, you had I, a real bad day. Yeah, and tough. Did you go so home last I night? Was at, Which could be a whole different story, Mario. Yeah, it, I, I look like a psycho because I was in these pants and then I like had to find motivation. So I was like squatting and calling myself like just terrible things. 
that would be like, come on, like you, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I looked yeah. like a psychopath. Probably got security on me. How many, how many, what percentage of the people in that gym last night, yesterday afternoon, whenever you got there, you think went home and told a friend or loved one the story about the guy with the long hair and the car, what looked like black Carhartt work pants, swearing at himself while he was doing back squats? Definitely these two guys that were staring right at me <laughs> that were to the left. Uh, that were just like I could hear them. I you had to keep them in. You got to keep the AirPods yeah, in. Facts. Uh, yeah. But I could literally hear them like talking about me, which I was like, and I was what like, you know what? Shoes? I'm probably stronger than these guys, and I wasn't. What were they saying? <laughs> what were yeah, the shoes? Lip flops? Timberlands? No. What did you work out in? No, the shoes. <laughs> we, we had workout shoes. Why so you 90s? remembered the shoes, but you just forgot the shorts. I forgot the shorts. It was literally on my couch when I got back to my apartment. What were they saying about you? They were just like, "Why is he wearing that? And how is that comfortable?" And then I and then I you said like I called bro. myself like you a mean word. And need, they're like, "I need to look at this picture." Again. Is this guy talking to me? Like they did it. So it was, it was you should have you should have got like right up in their faces and been like, "Listen, I got a job, bro, and I come straight from work, and then I lift, and that's yeah. what I do, and my name's Mario." And then just been real aggressive about it and, and seeing how that went. You're like My the Jake P. of the gym, just sitting there all Toretti yelling at yourself. That's Crazy. cool. That'd be cool. If I if somebody called me the Jake P. V. of the gym, <laughs> that'd be awesome. See? I okay, buddy. I think your hair clip fell. You want to pick that up? Oh, okay, man. man. NL East preview in 25 minutes, but coming up next... Bounce backs and building blocks after some big outcomes earlier this week. It's a huge weekend of college hoops. We talk about it next on Beck UL Daily.